Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Coming up on the Holderness Family Podcast, we're dealing with loss. Of my hair. I'm losing my hair. Penn's body's response to stress is chunks of Wait, hair coming out. How long have you known that I'm losing my hair? Um, <laughs> like either on a radio show or an interview, like, oh, yeah, he's so stupid. He's got the perfect hair. That's like always one of the things yeah. that they say. And I wear that like a badge. Yeah, like, as you I, should. I want people to hate me for my hair. And with all this stress, we need a break. So nothing better for that than children's sports. You guys almost had to bail me out of jail for throat punching a nine-year-old. Do you think this nine-year-old listens to our podcast? He, he really hope he doesn't. Why am I having more difficulty with the loss of my hair right now than I am with the loss of my parents? And away we go. Hey, I'm Penn Holderness. And I am Kim Holderness. Welcome to our podcast. We want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Protective Life Insurance. They are friends of ours. We've been working with them yes. for a very long time. We love them. Yes. And and we've been doing these segments. And there was a segment a little later on in the podcast where we're talking to this brilliant financial advisor about the financial side of caring for aging parents. Yeah. What's interesting about Protective, back to them, while they do sell life insurance and retirement solutions, they also want everyone to be prepared for life no matter what they need. So they have this really good learning center with all kinds of resources to help you out with this. Yeah, so just go check out protective.com and you will see some familiar faces. Penn and I have done some videos mm-hmm. and they're very cute. They are. They're I think adorable. They're I think they're no, cute. No, they're a little cheesy. They're a little cheesy, but that's, but that's what on we do. brand. Yes, that's yeah. on brand. So go check out their learning center to learn more and maybe see a familiar face or two. Okay, we're back. We are back. We're in Studio B this week. Yes, we're call- we call it Studio B. It's our attic, and it's where Penn records all of his music, and it is very cave-like. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times, even though I love having Max around, when it's just the two of us up here, like we get into some deep stuff. I know. Um, and also, as a very 
um, organize. I cannot create in a atmosphere of clutter. This cave that he exists and is so creative in is filled with nothing but clutter. I'll, d- I'll just kind of describe you. There's a table that's full of like just junk that needs to be filed away. And there's a whole shelf of like, there's like random Nerf guns plus packing tape plus photo albums. It's, um, but it makes your brain feel safe, right? I'm fine with it. I've never noticed any of those things. There's a weird, like, there's a weird teddy bear. My that... mom made that for me when I was a baby. Okay. I'm, I was going to say that looks kind of like the thing they use in the courtroom about like, tell me where <laughs> daddy touched you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, my mom no, made it looked- for me when I was a baby. On the back, it's like cross-stitched. Your mom is adorable. Tell me that doesn't look like a no, pansexual, tell me where daddy touched you doll. It does like, not. It totally does. And it's randomly got a uh, bow tie, a, a black bow tie, bow tie on. on top of it. We have an Atari 2600, yeah, which, this which is just I don't consider clutter. That is a classic video game console that's just sitting out reminding me of fonder days. Uh, so I have positioned my chair to look out the ver- the one narrow window and I see the leaves changing outside and it is just... Are you happy about that? I am. I, I love this. Is There's no prettier time where we live than the leaves changing. And it's just also a such a cool reminder that life goes on. And, yeah. 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 You know, it's funny that you're talking about leaves falling off of trees today. Um, um, because that's today we're having an emergency podcast because leaves are falling out of my tree. Um, what? let me be more specific. Um, so if you follow our podcast and we're going to talk, like we're going to talk about it, we've been talking about aging parents because I think this is something that a lot of people our age are starting to yeah. deal with. It is bonkers. We're going to talk about the financial uh, implications of it a little bit later with an expert, but like the emotional side of it that we've been talking about for the last few months, I knew that this was going to be a challenge. I knew that I was probably going to lose some sleep and that my relationships with my parents, with my friends, and with my family were all going to change because of this new role that we're all taking. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was probably going to need some counseling about it, either from you or from our pastor or from somebody. What I didn't know is that like, even though I'm (laughs) keeping a cheery exterior and appear to be keeping it together really well, that my bleeping hair would start falling out in large clumps Uh, over the last three weeks. So I'm losing, I'm losing my hair. Okay. You've noticed it before. Um, okay. Here's the deal. Oh my gosh. Uh, Penn's. I'm going bald. No, you're not going bald. So Penn's dad, there was a kind of health crisis. He was in the hospital for about 10 days. He's now in a long-term care facility. His health is, it's declining in, in a way that even surprising to doctors and specialists, but he's in an amazing place with pe- surrounded by people who love him. But the stress, even though we could have written this down and walked this because Penn's grandparents had Alzheimer's dementia. Like we, we knew this was, this was written already. So we knew that this was kind of the path that life was going to take us. Um, Penn, it's it's incredibly stressful. I wasn't aware of this and path. Penn's, Penn's body's response to stress, we have learned, is chunks of we, hair coming out. So he, he rubs his hands through his hair and like chunks. I, I think it'll grow back. I don't think a person loses hair that rapidly. Or maybe they do. Maybe that's how it happens. Let, so let's, let's just take you back to the discovery moment. Um, <laughs> I, so I'm getting out of the shower, 
feeling clean gonna be a good day and i look down in the uh in the drain and there appears to be a small mole uh in in i'm sorry that i'm laughing so well here's so i walk out of the shower and like just so you know like we're one of those families where if i'm in the shower kim is almost always in the bathroom she just likes to hang out and like catch a peek um or, or or whatever you know me and and uh i walk out and I'm, I'm like, there's, this is the second time this month that there's been some like hair in the, but it can't be mine, right? I mean, like, it's, I mean, you know, like I know, you know, maybe our kid, Pen Charles just got a haircut. Maybe it's just some like loose hair falling out. <laughs> and Kim's like, um, can I see the hair, please? <laughs> and she pulls the clump up and she looks at me and she has this little, it's the smile of a woman who <laughs> has known something for longer than me. And who has not wanted to bring it up because if she brought, like, what happens if she brings it up? I lose my mind. And she's very quietly has this little, it's this weird little smile. And she goes, that's your hair, honey. And it, it was the look of someone who has known. So I realized it for the first time last week. And I'm freaking out. How long have you known that I'm losing my hair? Um, <laughs> I have noted. I have to say, in the last month, it is it, longer. Um, only because I could. I literally could. You would put, run your hands through your hair, and it would just be on your shoulder. Right. And I think it is your body's response to stress. Yeah, I, I get that. Let's go back to the hair thing. Um, um but I think you're going to be adorable, bald. No, no, I'm not. Are, no, 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 honey. I so I shaved my head when my roommate died in college because he had a shaven head and I did we did it in uh, as an homage and that next three months was consisted of me wearing a hat because I have a pointy head at least <laughs> I did 20 head. years ago I have a it, Dan maybe. Aykroyd cone head well so I we're gonna see like, what happens there's like n- like medicines and stuff I know like, there's there's medicines yeah th- th- there's medicines it's fine it, I think it's called medicine well, I, I think, don't think the plural of medicine is medicine. Well, I think there's like, I feel like every infomercial is about like, grow your hair back, whatever. So I think you're fine. I, look, I've I gone. Think, <sighs> yeah. And the, and the scope of the world's like, okay. you know, do you, pro, okay. You're I'm doing, sorry. you're doing the thing oh, that I sorry. do. Oh, sorry. And your sorry. phone's ringing. My, sorry. Sorry, guys. That was my do you phone. know how when there's something wrong with you, you don't want me to try to fix it. You just want me to say, man, that really okay, sucks. I'm sorry. Okay. That's where I'm that, sorry. Honey. No, it's okay. No, we're talking. Yeah, that's better. Um, all right. So I am dealing with really kind of the symbolic loss of parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're at the cognitive state where I still, I think I'm always going to remember the last like lucid conversation that I had with my dad because it was about three weeks ago. And then there was this really steep decline mm-hmm. to the point where I think he would listen to this podcast and not know who it is who's talking or not really understand mm-hmm. any of what's going on. Um, doctors have confirmed that like he's at the, at the level where it takes um, one minute for him to process anything, even if it's, Hey dad, can you sit up? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a medical fact that we've been given. Um, so having a son who likes to give him 800 facts in a minute, I've had to learn how to slow things down as have a lot of his friends and you and, and anybody else. So that has like, that's a loss that I, have been slowly bracing myself for mm-hmm. um, our, I mean, we had this thing with our dog in, in March that like still kind of like, I think that's kind of reaching into my brain every once in a while and taking a little bit of emotional mm-hmm. energy. I have a daughter who's going through puberty and middle school and is having, and I, 
I I have empathy with my kids, kind of like you have empathy with everyone else. If you know mm. Kim, she has empathy for everyone and everything, and it's a wonderful trait. And I've got that for my kids. I've I've been slowly bracing myself for that. I am not braced for the loss of my hair. Am I allowed to be a? a you like are, a, now, and I'm sorry that I'm laughing. I'm sorry. I, I I am sorry, honey. And I know that because your hair has been quite the identifier. It's been my thing. It's your thing. So I went from being the the guy who's just a regular guy to the guy with the great hair. Anytime like someone talks to me on a uh, or and gets mad at me. Like either on a radio show or an interview, they're like, oh, him, he's so stupid. He's got the perfect hair. That's like always one of the things yeah. that they say. And I wear that like a badge. Yeah, like as you I, should. I want people to hate me for my hair. Yeah. Because it's pretty good. Like it's you good. Have great it's, hair. it's sort of grayish. Like it, it, that you have great hair. Not, not anymore. It's falling out. So we're like, we're, I, we're, I was watching, I don't normally watch my videos all the way through after I get done editing them because I've been spending so much time staring at them that I don't want to go back to it. The um, adulting video that we put up last week, there was a, a bit in the bloopers. You can fast forward to it where it like zooms right into me really close because I realize I've done something wrong. And I saw uh, what used to be like an upside down L of my hairline turn into a very sharp seven. It's like an acute angle, oh, like right here in my temple. And, and I think I'm mention that to you and then I started realizing all these little things that you've been doing like when we're getting ready to sit down and record something you do this weird thing where you take my hair and you try to push it forward more because I'm always like you know I'm always it usually looks pretty good when it's slicked back but for over a month now you've been adjusting my hairline artificially for me kind of like someone would do when trying to hide their loved one's dementia no. or something like a like a crutch if you will no. you've been doing that with my hair no it no honey that is not true you were just you were slicking it way back more severely than you had been like i maybe it was a new hair product so it was just put, it was like unching it forward a little bit but not to cover anything i promise i feel like you've known about this for a while no i i think also i'll point out as we're walking this um path with aging parents and we've heard from so many of you we're all going to go through it right and this is the natural order of things of just great advice people have had such really good advice but i think what we've learned is that everybody in the kind of order of things gets it works best when everybody gets a job and jo- and Penn's job has been well he's taken on the role of communications director so basically updating friends and family which is a hard job but also his his role is is kind of a class clown so in a very tense meeting with doctors he will crack jokes and yeah. he will so if, so forgive my laughter but this is how we've been no, you're having right. to deal with stuff i don't know if it's the best way to deal with it but it's being dealt with and i don't want to sit there and like go to therapy over this right now no i hear you but so what does it say about me though that i you're totally right i am the class ca- clown when it comes to my parents and i am the communicator and i do try to add some kind of lightheartedness when i'm sending out emails and you know uh responding to phone calls from old friends just to keep some sort of positive energy up. What does it say that I'm very comfortable with that role, but I don't want anyone laughing about my hair? I'm sorry. What? No, like I've you been sh- laughing. You should laugh about what that was. That's the most ridiculous sentence I've said in this entire podcast. Why am I having more difficulty with the loss of my hair right now than I am with the loss of my parents? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because I find that it's easier to get upset about something trivial 
than it is oh. to, to deal. You're not. Am de- I deflecting? You are super deflecting. Okay. And you, you do this. I love you, but you don't deal with the big thing. For every email you send out, your parents, sweet friends, your parent, your relatives call me and say, how's Penn doing? And I have to say, he's not dealing with it. So you, in in getting upset about your hair and mourning your hair, you are not doing the work of mourning your parents. And let's face it, Penn, your parents are like, they're gone, you know? And you can start the mourning process. They're physically here. And I think that's what everybody's been trying to say. You can start that. And I have, like, yeah. I, I, have, I can't get through meetings with the doctors. But, um, but you can sit there and crack jokes. And I, everybody does it differently. And you're going to get to it one day. But this is your hair. It's not about, it's not about your hair. You know? Yes, I do. Um, I am incapable of like what you're doing right now. I'm jealous of you. You're crying. You're feeling like every bit of that emotion. I, it's I. I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would really help our podcast numbers if I started crying right now. Like I, I, I know. Oh God, no. You know, you know what I mean though. Like I, I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to cry about this right now. I know that I've got work to do. I know like that I've got a job to do that you mentioned. Um, I have like, I've seen my dad decline. I've seen in person at least eight or nine people who are really close to him who've actually seen more of him than I have over the last 20 years. And I've seen that like look on their face like they just saw a ghost. I've gotten phone calls and emails from people saying, I can't believe what's going on here. And their reaction is, it's like yours. It's heartbreaking. And um, I am incapable of emoting myself like that right now. And I feel like a robot. I'm a pretty emotional guy, but I, I'd love to let it out and I would love to start mourning. Um, but I mean, the bottom line is every time I think about that, there's someone else who needs counsel, who needs comfort, who needs help, who needs care, who's kind of orbiting their way into either an email or a phone call or whatever it is. Uh, and there's no... I mean, I do I read a lot of self-help books, so there's my credentials on this, but there's no right way to do it, and yeah. there's no right way to grieve. And you're, I do know this about you, that you do very well with a list and a job, and you've taken your job of being caregiver, you know, this, th- they're being taken care of by expert skilled nurses. So when I say caregiver, I just mean like the kind of like keeping the the ship going and you and your, your brother's a rock star on this too. Absolutely. Um, um, You're, you're doing that job. You're doing your actual job. You're being super dad. You are so busy that you haven't had time to. And, but there's going to come a point at some point a year from now, 20 years from now where you're going to have time and space to, to kind of work through this and my my job as a wife is just to be here for that right and for you and to create space for that and give you the time for that so w- when you tell people that i'm not dealing with it 
Like that's no, I, I, you know, I'm not stuck. No, no, stuck. Is it? Would you? Do you have any advice? That's actually, I don't say it like that. I say he is staying busy and you know getting things taken care of. Um, No, I and I think that it's I can't because I am coming at this. This this is not my as for as much as he has always called me his daughter. He's not. He didn't. I didn't grow up in a house with him. He's not my dad. So I can, I, I can kind of zoom out in a way that you can't. You are still very, you're very much in the weeds. So I have, I have zero advice, honey, except for if you. Well, you give good advice. Like, I'll take it. I'm not, I'm not, no. this, that, that wasn't a um, passive aggressive question. I just, like, I, I would like to deal with it as well, as healthy as possible. I mean, my hair is falling out. I would say my hair is mourning the loss of my parents and the rest of me is like trying to so I, like, let me give you an example. Um, the last and I hope he doesn't mind me telling the story, but an old, old friend of my dad's who's actually like a little bit younger than my dad who always came by the house. They've been on fishing trips. He's also um, he owns a funeral home uh-huh. and he was with dad uh, on Friday and he, you know, Boy, he he handles it really well too. He's like, boy, that it's it's, a, it's such a big change. You can tell by the look on their faces. It's just this despair because they knew this guy who was awesome. Yeah, who kind of was. He was just the he was the man, mm-hmm. especially in Durham. Everybody wanted to know him. And so just seeing this guy who's you know cognitively he's you use the term gone, but he I mean that's on the balance. That's not a bad way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to talking, and he um, as he was talking, I was like, wait a minute. I need to get this guy's number. Um, he runs a funeral home. This is going to happen at some point, probably very soon, if if we go in the in the speed that we're going at. And in my brain, I was thinking, uh, "Oh, I'm helping. I'm getting a, like I'm going to give myself some time. I'm going to give everyone some time. I'm going to make it less stressful." like when the end actually comes. And so when I got his number, I was like proud of myself. And I told you and I told my sister-in-law and I told my brother like, hey, I got, like, I've, got his, I've got his number. Like he's going to really help us out when the time comes. And everyone else's face when I said that was, you know, like we're talking about this now. Yeah. And the shock like hit them and they, and, and then tears were shed and sadness happened. And for some reason for me, that was like a win. That was me saying, oh, look, look, I'm, I'm helping the team here. So maybe I'm just like so obsessed with being part of the team and doing a good job that I, I'm not able to, I guess, zoom out like you're saying. It's not a wrong thing to do. Your, your dad already, I remember like, what was it? 10 years ago, he sat us down and was like, when I die, call this attorney and he'll do this. And this is what I want for my, like he was, he, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. 
Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Was a big believer in having these important talks early. Yeah. Um, I think he would be 100% on board with this. It is just, and I think in our culture, we just don't talk about, it's all about, extending life and living and all this stuff yeah. there's zero conversations about the process of dying and that is why it seemed so out of place not out of out of place is not the right word um it seemed so we just don't we don't do it but let me tell you when my aunt died she was very young she died of cancer when my other aunt passed away, she she lived her entire life with polio yeah. and the post-polio virus came back. My grandfather, although they had all been very ill, it was surprising to have to plan a funeral. So in, in reality, you did the right thing. It was always an emergency. It was always craziness trying to plan it when it shouldn't be like that. So I think you did the right thing because you took on the job, but... and it's not like you're sitting here like writing the program or anything like that. Um, it was just, it's just hard to think about. Um, but you have to, I think the advice somebody gave is like, on, it was like a Facebook, somebody messaged us saying, make sure to put your oxygen mask on first, which is <laughs> symbolic of you have to take care of yourself. And I think our bodies, I know for me, my body always is is the key to what's happening externally. So if I'm having stomach problems, if my if my skin is breaking out, I know I'm not dealing with stress in the right way. I think you are processing stress and it's the, the stress is leaving through your head via your hair. <laughs> so I think that you need to practice some self-care, which I hate that term because it's so impossible, but you do if it means, you know what, you had some work to do today, Pen. What if you sat on your butt today or go went to work out or went to go play tennis or didn't do anything at all and just f- practice some stress relief and you're laughing uh, i'm <laughs> laughing because that was supposed to be this last weekend oh my god and you guys. In, in the middle the, of, let me take in the middle of, in the middle of all of this okay i think we've very clearly explained what's going on and this is really honestly like I was worried we weren't going to have enough content in this podcast. I forgot about this. We about just, how you almost had to, you guys almost had to bail me out of jail <laughs> for throat punching a nine year old. <laughs> you guys, no seriously, I would have set you. Up. I was willing to set you up. Kim was Kim is still so triggered. Oh my god, it's, I couldn't sleep last night. What do you, like? What do you guys think we're talking about? Just like at a podcast, what do you think we're talking about? Was it someone at a playground? Was it no, no? It was a tennis tournament that we put a position that we voluntarily put ourselves into and entered our children into. Um, and uh, our, by the way, yesterday, I've never been prouder of my kids. Um, neither of them won the tournament. Lola actually lost 
her match. Penn Charles won his. Lola lost her match playing the best she's ever played. Oh so, my gosh. No, it's one of and those. And it wasn't yeah. even close. And I mean, she looked like. I oh didn't my, recognize the girl. Oh my, I was like, oh yeah. my God, she should be on TV playing tennis. I mean, she right. lost, but like, she looked so good. We were so, um, and we we were celebrating. Yeah. Like, she, I think even Lola was happy about I it. I know. I'm like, she, let's go get cupcakes. Yeah. Like, let's, you did awesome. So win or lose, we are that family. We're like, you tried your hardest. Yeah. Like, we are that family. Right. But then, and then there was another court where I don't, I, I do not like speaking ill of people, but there's no name attached here. So I think we're okay. Um, there, there was just one, one of the matches in the tournament. Um, our son in the, the uh, tournament directors came over and even said, like, your son is being bullied right now. And being bullied on a tennis court, I've never. The kid he was playing. I never, never thought of the term. Oh my I guess. gosh. The kid. So in tennis, again, I'm just learning the rules. But here's what I know about the rules when the ball is inside the lines, it's in. When it's four feet out, it's out. And so my son, who's the most honest, like he will play anything. He's like to the point where we've had to say, dude, you're like, you're letting the other, because you're like playing everything. He's like a golden retriever and he just wants to play. It would be out by like three feet and the kid would start yelling at him. And my sweet little, my sweet little sensitive guy was like, okay. And he, this kid was yelling. He's like, that was, he couldn't, anyway. It's important to note that in these tournaments, there, when I say there's tennis officials, they're not looking at the match most of the time. They're usually in a tent because the way that the USTA works, and I do believe this will be a good learning lesson for any children. That's why I like tennis as a sport. There's no referee actually saying in or out. Like when you watch Wimbledon yeah. or the US Open, you have to call your own balls. And there's this litany of rules that you have to learn when you're nine about this where if the other person questions the call and you're not sure you have to reverse the call um it doesn't mean that you should question the call every single time so this kid you can't well this kid anything that my son hit that he wasn't that he didn't get to he would just call it out to the point where the official had to come over and was sitting there overturning he was like he was like definitely on he was like to the other boy no that was wrong you're that was so clearly you just didn't get to it so it it ended up being fine but my kid for the first 45 minutes was being yelled at and bullied and we as parents can't say can't anything, do anything except for i wanted to like i was so when you he see was, your kids when you watch your kid being bullied like you hear about your kid being bullied and you're like Oh, that like that's heartbreaking, and you want to cry when they get home from school and they tell you a bully story. When you watch, when it in you the watch of a it happen, it is the most infuriating. I was, I'm like Ben, you're going to bail me out of jail right now. Yeah. I and bet you would have been very. I mean, dear listeners, this sounds like the most unrelatable thing ever. But to watch your kids struggle, it, it on the balance, this is gonna he's gonna remember this for the rest of his life. No, he loved it. He ended up winning, obviously, because yeah. the official sat there and watched and, you know, like made the calls and Penn Charles very clearly won. But um, on the balance, it was a great learning experience. This kid was yelling at him to the point where Penn Charles started crying on the court because this kid was yelling at him. And he, but he sucked it up and he came back. Like it is all so positive, except for I you saw my kid. You almost went to prison. I almost went to prison because I saw... I, I, when you see your kids struggle like that, your your instinct is to just like bulldoze, and you can't bulldoze. Yeah. And I wanted, I so wanted to jump in and mama bear it. So I have to say, like yesterday was one of the hardest parenting days 
because and again this was supposed to be the time for us to relieve some stress i know just it was so the like, weekend we were yeah, gonna I know. take and, a little and, bit of time and again off. we are those people that are like our kids lost oh but they learned something along the way and like let's go get ice cream and we are our rule is every morning i'm like you guys if you win i will get you ice cream but if you lose I will get you ice cream. <laughs> so it is like very like we we have a lot of fun. We play like goofy music on the way there. It is no pressure. So that is where um, I am going to go need to go to counseling <laughs> over my uh, uh, even like. Last no, you night. sent me a text like three hours later and you were just like sitting in a chair shaking. I was like, I am so, so triggered right now. Yeah. I think it is so. And, and this is where I need you guys to give me advice. Like, I guess when you watch your kids struggle, when you watch your kids going through something like that, I know it's the best thing. And I know biting your tongue and not saying things is the hardest parenting skill that I have yet to master. So I need some advice on this. I need a therapist. I need our Facebook um, little podcast group community to coach me through this. And yeah, sorry. If I I may give a little bit of just perspective on it from watching it and you. And um, I mean, it bothered me too. I got to the point where I almost took him off the court. And I got some good advice from the official. He's like, don't ever, don't take, don't ever take him off the court. Don't ever be that parent who comes and bails your kid out. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome advice. I don't think I ever would have gone through with it, but I was, I was so upset. I was like, I don't want this. And our kid was winning. And we're like, this is ridiculous. Right, right. I I just, I don't want this to to be an environment where he's in. And and then I kind of realized at the end, yeah, I kind of do. I want him to learn how to stick up for himself. And I want him to learn how to, um, to, to be himself and not the other guy and to, to stick to his principles. And I think in the end, like he, you know, he goes to a school where I don't know if he's learning, he'll ever learn as valuable a social lesson as the lesson that he learned yesterday. He lives in a family that I don't know that he'll ever learn a lesson like that. I don't know if he'll ever learn a lesson like that. That's going to apply to him when he goes to college and he's by himself or when he like works in his first job. He's always going to remember that. He's going to remember that kid in that moment and how he thought he was unfair. And, and then he's going to remember how it ended, which was A, in him not doing in not copying any of the behavior that he saw and to a lesser extent but not bad like him winning my my here's my only thing though were it not for this official stepping in he would not have won because the kid was he he, wouldn't have been able to make it emotionally well he was cheating and like the kid was never gonna let him win so i guess it's that would have been a lesson too right totally that he it um so he remembers it very fondly because he's nine and he is like the attention span of a gnat and all he knows is that he got to win. But um, it was it was it was a definite life lesson for me, for sure. Yes. That like my son needs to learn these yeah. work, work these things out. And he did. And you, and you can't do. And I cannot throat punch a nine year old. Well, you can do even less than that. You can't do anything. I can't, you can't do anything. Say I just walked away. Anything. I walked away because yeah. I didn't want my body language to. If I, my whole thing was like he's being taught this like this kid is being taught that it's better to cheat than to and i never it sure seems likely i and and i like to believe that because I, I bet you he's a good kid oh my god and so, he was a great tennis yeah. player he didn't need so, to do so that so the only other logical explanation is that someone is teaching him no he, he seemed like a sweet kid yeah i mean so 
Anyway, Weird. this podcast, I'm now losing my hair. Right. Um, this took a right turn. <laughs> but I, I do think that we're in this stage, and I was like trying to tell this to somebody. I'm like, I am in this parenting stage where the most important work I can do is to shut up. Yeah. And listen. And it is hard. It is hard to shut up it's because I want to advise on everything and I'm going to coach on everything right. and I want them to avoid all the pitfalls that I encountered. And it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. We So in using that match as a microcosm, you as a parent are not allowed to say anything with the exception of if the game goes into a tie break to decide the match, you're allowed three minutes with your kid to talk to him. Which it did yesterday. Right. Yeah. And so I had I had three minutes and it was a, actually a pretty funny conversation. Like I, I, I was like, How are you holding up? Like it's I know this is this is frustrating, like some of the things that are going on. He's like, Yeah, I'm fine. I figured that all out. I was like, Okay. Um so whatever happens, um, you know, there have been some bad calls. There have been a lot of calls. I like I stopped counting yeah. at twenty. And and, and yeah. so and so he started laughing. I was like, here's the thing. I don't care if you win or you lose, just don't be that guy. Right. Do it the right way. And I'm super proud of you. And then he like giggled a little bit. And I was like, what's wrong? He goes, you seem really mad. <laughs> and he was like <laughs> laughing. And as that happened, like we, I gave him a high five and we kind of walked away. And I realized that he was calming me down. Yeah. And that's not the way it should have been. Right. No. Uh, we, we need to be the calming force in our children's <laughs> lives. And he had to calm. And, I, and by the way, I was making a lot less uh, noise than you. I didn't make any noise, by the way. Well, I was making a lot less noise with my body than you. You were making. That's why I some, walked away. You were making some bodily was, motions, and, and I walked away. He so he couldn't. A lot see of me. like hand gestures and stuff, and I was staying perfectly still. And I think that betrayed me a little bit by Ben Charles. He's like, I've never seen you so stiff. Yeah, in your um, entire life. If, if anybody listens to this podcast, you know I um, sometimes I've accidentally been known to use the "I love you" finger. Um, which is the, that's what we call it in our family, the I love you finger. And so my mom actually taught me this. And, and she's been on this podcast. She's a, you know, pastor's wife. She's a great woman. But when when sometimes, when things are not going your way and people are being just turds, you put both hands in your pocket, right? Both hands in your pocket and you extend your middle fingers or the I love you finger. Right. So that you, so like you have this joke that these other people don't know, but you're actually like flicking them off. W were you doing that yesterday? Oh, 100%. <laughs> to a like, child? Yes. Oh my but he couldn't see it. Uh, but now he knows about it. He? Do you think this nine-year-old listens to our podcast? He, he really hope he doesn't. Well, yes. I honestly, he, he needs to. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. Um, I like I extended my fingers. I was violently, um, but I was, I was, I was, very far away you then because i did not want <laughs> either child to see my um reaction right so uh, after the 20th bad call i'm like i'm gonna go remove myself and i'm gonna go over here and watch some other people it's very relaxing playing tennis or watching tennis when it's not you know your kid anyway right. which is why i want to get my kids into something like soccer or basketball or some team sport. I don't think there's any safe haven of sports where there's not going to be some level of stress because you always end up taking on all of the emotional baggage that your kid is taking on times a hundred. Yeah. And it I think everything is 
is exaggerated, right? Exponentially. Well, I actually playing. posted on Instagram one time about like how terrible it was to watch tennis and how I hated it. And people are like, oh, no, you know, it's worse. And everybody had like it was there were like, other things. Well, gymnasts on a balance beam. Oh, like, God. As a mom. No, hard pass. And then I can't watch that as someone. I, who doesn't I, even do, care I don't about even know people. the people and I'm holding my breath the whole time. Yeah. Um, hockey goalies, yep, like their it, moms, because like you one little thing, like one little tiny puck gets by you one time and that's the entire game. Right. Hockey, hockey and soccer goalies just any goalie parent any that's goalie a mom one. and then i'm talking about the mom the kids are fine by the way the kids probably don't even care but the moms right. and then there was like horseback riding i'm like oh yeah the potential for like a fall and it's very dangerous like that would be pretty terrible yeah we don't have the funds for that oh, so yeah, i think no, we're we, good yeah we're good we're our kids are protected from that and then there was another one that was well, what really about terrible. the fact that like we're now have pen charles in tennis high stress level and now he's going to join the competition team for the ninja Oh, yeah, he's super into this ninja obstacle course racing Isn't that super dangerous? Like, you're dangling? there's padding and stuff, right? Oh, is it dangerous? Now you're going to give me something else to worry about, Holderness. I mean, I don't don't know if there's padding everywhere. Oh, my God. He, like, he he keeps coming back from those things with a giant, like, blisters all over. I guess a blister is not that big a deal. I I think, I guess what I'm saying is they're dangerous, right? Like, they're going to get hurt. But they're also, I think both of those things are building some character for the little fella. This has gone off the rails. and um, But it is my favorite time of the week because I actually get to talk to my husband. And we, yeah. when we're in our assisted living facility, and they're going to hand us microphones with no cords, and we're going to keep talking. That's right. By the way, the beauty of what's happening right now with your parents, if I can bring it back, is uh, your dad was... Um, very, very sad because he loves his wife very, very much, and they couldn't live together because your mom needed to be with skilled nursing. Yeah. That your parents, although they're not in the same room, they now live in the same building. Yes. And it's and they now sit together and hold hands and are together now in a very like it's it's very, very sweet. So although they so maybe your parents don't recognize everybody who walks through the through the door, there is a deep connection between the two of them that they don't even really need to talk. And it's really I mean, it's as happy as of, of an ending as you could ask for. So. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah. I hope you love me like that. I I will. I will. I will um I, I will put some very like and my dad's done this too, although I, I will be even more firm in my advanced directives on how I want to be cared for when I'm older. Like I I just like I I don't want to be sad the last years of my life. I don't want to be sad. I wanna be happy or drugged up. Um or something. Like I don't I I, I with I, a gorgeous head of hair, because we're gonna get you some medicines. <sighs> Or not, honey. I, I think you're going to be gorgeous no matter what. I, you no. know it doesn't matter to me. Uh, yeah. Um, it doesn't. That's, you're so cute. That's what people say when they, their no? husbands are going bald. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. There's a script somewhere. No. You're very attractive. The script is like right next to the size doesn't matter script. And like every <laughs> other script that you're, that you're supposed to say to your husband and we've all read it right okay so i feel like this is as good a stopping point as any um we we will we will keep you all updated thank you for like listening to us about this we're actually um i think as we continue talking 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. ...about aging parents and kind of like this stage in our lives because it's impossible not to talk about it. It's, it's really like a large percentage of what we're thinking about. Um, we're probably going to bring in someone, because this is a point we're getting to with my dad, in the like the palliative care stage in the upcoming weeks that I am, because I'm fascinated by that. It is this side of medicine that integrates trying to get someone better to trying to make them as comfortable as possible. And we live in a society where like we are keeping, we are fighting for people's lives to the point that it becomes very uncomfortable for the person who's trying to fight for their lives. Right. Um, and so that's, that's something to look forward to. And whether or not you think you're going to want to hear it, I think anyone who's got parents like right around our age should probably listen to that. And I'll try to crack some jokes like I usually do and keep it at least somewhat lighthearted. Um, <laughs> but that's like the next thing in the our palliative lives. care rap. Well, yeah, yeah. I, We're, like, I've been, I was on the board uh, for a, a hospice for a while and I kind of knew that it was like I, I would call them again and we called them this week. So, uh, you know, that's that's the next thing for us. That's on the horizon. It's still a little bit of an unknown for me because I wasn't super paying attention at all the board <laughs> meetings. Because the, oh my god, board meetings are so boring. I mean, it's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone's curious, that's probably coming up soon. Um. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for li- listening. I still have taken. I am in my. Um. I'm almost there. I've almost. I've had Instagram and Facebook off my phone for almost a month now. And then I probably will load it back on um, because yesterday as I was looking to 
to distract myself from all the craziness. I was like, I don't even have any way to go online right now. I was having to like check email as a distraction and that was terrible. Um, But tag us on Instagram at The Holderness Family. Um, We have a Facebook group. It's just search for that Holderness Family podcast on the Facebooks. And yeah, we always have great conversations there. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for listening. Pray for Penn's hair. Bump it up to eight, Karen. (laughs) Pray for Penn's hair. Hashtag Penn's hair. Pray for Penn's hair.